0: Welcome to our podcast, Ships on Fire. I'm Kilda
1: And I'm Jess. We know life is busy, it's flying by, and our schedules are full, which can make you feel disconnected.
0: We believe your calendar of tasks doesn't deserve to get in the way of your relationship with God and others.
1: We care about you, and we know it's not always easy, which is why our stories connect.
0: We are grateful to spend this time with you As you pause from the busyness of life and move forward on the journey God has for you.
1: Friend, let's take root and grow together as we set ships on fire.
0: Hey there, friends. How's it going? Thank you for hanging out with us today.
1: Hello. I don't know what time of day it is for you, but I hope you have had a good day or a good morning so far, and we're excited to... Spend some time with you.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that, Jess. Again, we got to give a shout out to our friends in Dublin, Ireland. I think it's Dublin, Leinster, a province in Ireland. So I got to go do some research on some geography with Ireland. That's our top city. So of That's all cool. the places, including Raleigh, including Wake Forest, uh, Dublin is our top city that uh, we, we have you know friends that are listening to us. So shout out goes to them. Today we just wanted to talk about ships on fire. Some of you might ask, where did that name come from? And of course, when we think about our walk with God, we think about our life. It was just full of all these different ships, right? Relationships, discipleship, uh, friendships,
1: leadership, mentorship,
0: all all that. And then, of course, the thought of with Vikings when they go to when they go to battle, what they typically will do is they will burn their ships and that's kind of a just a sign to the enemy letting them know hey we're not going anywhere we're actually in this for the long haul and we're not going away so today's one of those days where we're going to be talking about fellowship relationships friendships why that's so important and how that came about was we actually got to gather as a church it's been, it was what, 12 weeks yeah. since we gathered. So we were able as a church to be able to gather outdoors. And it was so awesome just to be around people. We were still practicing social distancing. It was just great to be with friends again. So how do you feel, Jess? Because I know for you, you're, were probably a little nervous. You actually haven't been going to the grocery store being around people. So how'd that make you feel?
1: Yeah, I feel okay with it. I think, uh, I've come to the point where, you know, God's got it and whatever is going to happen, he's in control. He doesn't, he already knows what's going to happen. And, um, and I just know, I know how important community is and I know, um, you know, God created relationships. So that's something that he wants us to do. Of course, obviously you have to be careful, but for me, I've always been a hand sanitizer type of person anyways. So it's kind of, I'm excited that everybody's now using hand sanitizer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are definitely, you've been doing this before it was cool. Yeah. (laughs) So it allows me to think about you being so cool because you are more of the social butterfly than I am, especially in our early part of our relationship. You were more of the you know, love to go out, gather with people. And I was more of the, I'd rather stay home, sit on my couch. And now that I think about it, be bored.
1: Yeah, I've always uh, enjoyed being around people. I've always been parts, uh, I've always been, belonged to a sports team or some sort of uh, group. I remember in elementary school, I had a girls just want to have fun club. (laughs) So I've always been um, a part of just groups of friends. I've always had lots of friends and, um, I I love being around people. I am an extrovert a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I know for me, like I said, it was a little bit different where there was a time where I couldn't, where I considered myself awkward and Jess, you're probably laughing right now saying you consider yourself awkward. You are awkward. So, (laughs) but it would be taxing to go out. All I really wanted to do, like I said, was to just stay home, sit on my couch, veg out. You know, it was pretty safe because I didn't have to exert energy to talk with people. I had the lie in my heart of, I I don't like small talk. You know, what do I have in common with certain people? And, you know, most people, they all have it all together. So I had that thought. So, you know, what, what could I even bring to a conversation? So again, it was those lies that I would sit in.
1: And when you say small talk, I actually uh, don't really like small talk at all. I know it has to happen to build a relationship. I have a friend and she always says, she always says, "All right, let's get to the real stuff. Get to the raw stuff. Get to the deep stuff." And and I like that and I know that you have to over time you build trust and you you know, it, it takes time to get to that point, but that is my goal, you know, is to get to that point quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know there was times where Jess would want to go out. And of course, I would say no. But of course, she would convince me to go out. So we'd go out and we'd have a blast. We'd have a good time. And she always used to come home and be like, see, you had a good time. Of course, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to not have a good time, but I much would have rather have stayed home. I even got comfortable with silence. And notice, I didn't say awkward silence because I was actually comfortable with that silence. There'd be times where I could sit there and you know, knowing, you know, women like to get their husbands into relationships for whatever reason. So there'd be times where, of course, it'd be myself and another husband or or another, you know, guy there. And we both knew that it was we were there because our our wives were at, or if it was their girlfriend or significant other made them come and we would just kind of understand that we were just being forced there. But we actually still had a good time after
1: have I ever forced you into a relationship? I've never made like made you be friends with somebody. No, but-
0: absolutely not. But I do know women like to scheme. And hey, we should get... Really, it's all about them getting together. You guys getting together. But hey, it might be a good idea. Maybe our husbands might get along. I've had that before where you've said, hey, you might get along with so-and-so. What do you think?
1: <laughs> so now women's scheme. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my relationships with community didn't really start until my relationship with Christ got started. I remember when we first started going to church, we would show up late to avoid having to talk to people, or I would anyway, because I was just it was just so overwhelming that there were people that really wanted to talk to us and hang out with us that they would wait for us and whatnot, so we'd show up late. Let alone, of course, we always talk about this part of the story where the music was loud and skinny jeans, tattoos, whatnot wasn't uh, my style.
1: And now you wear skinny jeans and have tattoos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I had tattoos long before yeah. the skinny jeans and tattoos were in. Uh, you know, were in style, but yeah, I definitely I, wasn't singing on stage.
1: Yeah, I um, we used to show up late. Well, for me personally, because I thought the music was weird, but now. The music is actually my favorite part of of a service at church.
0: Yeah, I know, you know, I still sometimes have nervousness, but I know if I'm walking with the Holy Spirit, then I don't have to think too much about conversation. It's really just ask some questions, build a relationship. You know, what I found is when I'm confident in something, then I don't have a problem hanging out. And I think that was it. I was just, I lacked a lot of confidence more in myself to be able to add to a conversation. I mean, I think about, I got a group of friends that we typically go and have wings and I love these guys and we always look forward to it. Of course, we don't do it that often. Two of the guys are big IT guys and they can go off on IT subjects. I enjoy just being there because one, I'm in fellowship with them. I'm hanging out with them. And There may be a time that it comes up where I might be able to add to the conversation, but it is, it's funny, you know, where there probably was a time where I would have sat and said, man, why am I even here? Whereas now I can joke about it, right? When they're talking about this high level IT stuff, I kind of throw in, oh yeah, I have Mm Wi-Fi. And, um, you know, of course they laugh and giggle, but it's, uh, it's a good time. And then I think about... A big turning point for me when it came to being comfortable, but really enjoying hanging out with people was, of course, 10 years ago when we first attended that first annual Chili Cook-Off. That was a big turning point for me as I reflected on just my walk with Jesus, but just my confidence in hanging out with people. Because I do remember that first one. I was like, man, I don't even know any other people, really. Now we look forward to it. Of course, it could help that we've won a few chili cook-offs. So we do look forward to it. And we're coming this year. Uh, I pray it it happens. We will make sure it happens because I got a great recipe for this year's chili cook-off.
1: So when I think about relationships, there's so many books out there on relationships. There's so many places that you can go for relationship advice. And it can be overwhelming. At the end of it, ultimately, God is the one who created relationships so, I think that the best place to go to learn about relationships would be go would be going to the Bible and going to God. A couple of questions that you can ask yourself, is this person helping me? And also ask God, is this relationship from God? And then pray and wait, and sometimes the answer will come quickly, sometimes the answer will take a little bit longer but I think being patient and and letting him tell you you know about if this relationship is 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 a good relationship to be in it could be that could be marriage that could be or you know before you get married that could be a friendship it could it would be a good question to ask for any type of relationship
0: yeah God definitely didn't intend for us to be in isolation or live in isolation and it is crazy because there's this billions of people in this world yet people live lonely you know there are people that are alone and they live lonely so you throw in a pandemic and quarantine and man that's just not a great place to be and he didn't just create us to be in community but it was also he created us to crave it to thrive in relationship with others you know experience life with people you know experience the highs experience the lows with you know, we all started out with families and unfortunately not everybody's had great experience, but we were, we were, we were born into a family. We were born into relationship with people from the get-go because of that desire. I even think about like gangs, a lot of gang members tend to get involved with gangs because there's a craving for a relationship that they're not getting at home um, or they're not getting somewhere, but then they find acceptance in a gang that community of people that you can do life with
1: and i've even heard stories of probably i think it was francis chan told a story about a gang member felt that he got more love and support from the gang he was involved in instead of from the christian community and that's that was like really sad to hear from me that the that a gang community can be more loving and supportive than a Christian community. So when I heard that, I was like, "Oh my goodness, that that's horrible."
0: <laughs> yeah, that breaks my heart to hear that. But there's truth in that. As friends, we we should be bearing each other's burdens, right? We should be lifting each other up, learning from each other, just being that friend we all need. And I think about the early church in Acts, right? In Acts um, two verse. You know, I guess in the 40s somewhere, I can pull that up. But, you know, all the believers hung out together. You know, they had, they had a lot in common. They sold all their possessions and their goods and they, they gave to each other as each other needed. You know, every day they, they met together. They hung out together. They had meals together. You know, they just really, they walked with the Holy Spirit. And as they hung out together, they got more friends. And the church grew, their circles grew, and everyone was just had that confidence that they just cared for each other and took, took care of each other. And again, I'm reminded how we gathered today as a church, as it says in Hebrews 10, uh, what is it? Hebrews 10, 24, 25 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds you know, we just gathering and just just encouraging each other, and then it moves into and let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And I think that's what this quarantine has done. Like it's discouraged people from hanging hanging out with each other, discourage people from gathering. Part of it being in fear, but then also that comfort now because you can just get online and you can, you know, watch any sermon online. Really, you can watch any pastor you want to watch online. However, there's something to it that when people gather together and are there, it's so much more, I believe it's so much more authentic. You know, we already live in a Facebook world where not every single friendship we have on Facebook is an authentic friendship. And that's truth. So Again, I just want to encourage you if, if you are fearful or if you are, you know, considering not gathering with your friends anymore because of the convenience, like I want to encourage you, like, don't do that. Pick up the phone, call somebody up you're safe with and just go hang out, go hang out in a parking lot, go hang out somewhere.
1: And I think what you just talked about, there's so much fear in getting together. I think when I think about even before the COVID-19 happened, there was a lot of fear in in starting a relationship even prior to that. So now you've added in a whole nother level of fear. So I know specifically more probably, I'm sure it happens with men too, but I think uh, with women, comparison can happen a lot. So we, you know, we meet somebody and then we can compare ourselves to to them before we even get to know them and that already can can start the relationship off wrong. Sometimes we can go into a relationship trying to look like something else, and I think God really wants to bless who you really are and not who you pretend to be. We we never can fully be comfortable in the identity of somebody else cuz we're made in the image of Christ, so we must know our identity and who we are in Christ. And then we are to be an image bearer. So I think as we get to know our creator first, that is the first step, get to know our creator, get to know who we are. So people that we meet won't tell us who we are.
0: Yeah, it's a great reminder, Jess. And it reminds me of, you know, episode two, where we do kind of address who we are in Christ. And then if you haven't got to episode seven yet about the lies of the enemy uh, because the enemy likes to keep us in that lie of who he says we are versus who we are in Christ. So definitely catch up on those episodes because I believe that would be just a great opportunity to address exactly what you had just said.
1: One of my favorite sayings is hurting people hurt people and I think that's so true. I think a lot of the times in relationships betrayal can happen and it usually happens with people that are close to us. So sometimes then we will look to new new friends to fill us up and take that place of the other person because we've been betrayed by somebody. Every betrayal is not necessarily bad. Some are actually a blessing. The betrayal allows us to move on to our new destination. Sometimes like God can allow pain to take us to places where we wouldn't necessarily go on our own. So I think it's, just a good thing to think about that when you are maybe making friends with somebody new or starting a new relationship, make sure and try to get healed from past relationships so we don't bring those wounds that haven't been healed over into the next relationship.
0: I like how you said that, Jess, with the word healing. The Bible does say, confess our sins to one another and we shall be healed. And that reminds me of just one easy way to stay in community with people is through a life group. You know, I know our church provides great opportunities, a great community of people. So seek that out wherever you are, seek that out, Uh, find somewhere where there are people gathered where you can be honest, you can be real um, and just have real relationship with people. And that's where I think freedom will be found. Uh, for you where you can be healed from whether a bad relationship or you might be the person that was the problem so it gives you an opportunity again to just confess your sins to one another so that we may be healed and then you can continue to move forward and you know we referenced our last podcast about we are the subtotal of the five closest people we surround ourselves with so take inventory of that how is my life how is my circle of friends and don't remove myself and not be friends with anybody. How's about go find a group of people that you can, you can grow with because community is fun. Being a Christian is fun. And I know the world sometimes does not think that. Um, I just had a friend the other day, I asked to join us in a, you know, prayer village. And he said, well, as long as I can have beer, I'm like, well, why can't you? Right. Um, But again, that's that, that piece of, Well, Christians aren't fun. They don't drink, whatever the case may be. Like, hey. I
1: mean, Jesus turned water into wine.
0: (laughs) And I'm not going to turn that cup down. (laughs) But yeah, all that to say, you know, hey, we are better together, right? We We are one body. We all have different functions. We all have different gifts. And there's no use in not being together in community and sharing those gifts and sharing what God has blessed us with so that there is no lack among our community.
1: And I know for so long, when before I would show up to a group or thinking about joining a group, I it would kind of stress me out and cause me a little bit of anxiety because you don't know who's going to be there, you don't know what to expect but I think uh, I think you should definitely give it a try. It's changed my life. And I know one of my favorite things is to be in um, a group with different aged people with coming from different backgrounds. And it's so helpful. And I don't want to be in a group with, with people that are exactly the same as me. I think it's so beneficial to be in a group with people that are so different from me because I learned so much from them. I, I think of you know, the the verse iron sharpens iron in Proverbs and I think it's so true that we can help one another and I mean it's crazy what can happen when somebody older or younger or totally different background comes alongside of you and, and, and helps you in your walk with Christ. It's just it's really neat to see that happen.
0: And then you realize you go from man, we're all so different yet. A lot of us can share some of the same experiences and you sit there and you're like, oh man, you too? Man, you, you've you gone through that? And then you can lean on each other and like you said, Jess, iron sharpens iron. We get to lean on each other and, and help each other to just grow. Then again, then we start reproducing. Holy Spirit starts adding to our numbers daily. So we go from being a lonely, no friends, I don't like hanging out with people to all of a sudden, I'm just surrounded by many people that I can lean on many people that support me that love me that I get to learn from and they get to learn from me and I do have value. Um, again, I've, I've been able to overcome that lie that I don't have nothing. I don't have anything to offer to a, a friendship or relationship is you know, God's taken that away. It's like, no, like there's a reason why I've put you in this person's life. Now go do what I'm asking you to do by just loving them.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important just to remember that sometimes all God wants is just for us to be obedient and also faithfully serving that season that we're in. So whatever it looks like, whatever friendships we're in, in that season, he just wants us to faithfully stay there And be obedient, even if sometimes it's more challenging than others.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Jess. So as we just wrap up, thank you definitely for spending time with us this week. We know it's hard. We know our lives are busy. So by spending time with us, we hope that it can spur you on to pick up your Bible, You know, to to pray. Just take one additional minute this week to, to do that. It can be hard to get into community with people. It can be hard you know, to find new friends because we are guarded or we may prefer solitude and we may prefer to veg out on the couch. But know that community is God's desire for us. And it's a sign of mature faith because when we grow in our relationship with others, we grow in our relationship with Him. We love you guys. Friends, thank you so much for hanging out. We look forward to hanging out next week. Take care. God bless.
1: We have enjoyed hanging out with you today. Please subscribe to Ships on Fire on your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Ships on Fire. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Share your prayers with us in the prayer link in the show notes below. And friend, take root and grow.